Hi, boys and girls. This is Ms. Kathy. I'm so happy you've joined me today for another story just for you. Guardian Angel by Edna May Olson Each of us has a guardian angel assigned to us at birth, Dad told us recently. When we get to heaven, won't it be fun to meet them and to discover how many times they've helped and protected us in this life? I'd heard that all my life, but somehow the reality of it struck me then. How wonderful, I thought. I wonder what mine looks like. Strange to say, I believed I had met my guardian angel recently. But would a guardian angel wear a yellow slicker? As I pedaled along the road in company with about 20 other kids, I wondered for the hundredth time whatever had possessed me to think I could go on a 70-mile bicycle ride. Admit it, I told myself wearily, you're out of shape, and it was stupid to think you could do it. Nevertheless, home is a long way off, and no one will get you there but yourself. Keep pedaling. My back ate, as did my legs, right down to the tips of my toes. How I kept on my bike was a mystery. If I'd fallen off, I probably would have just stayed where I fell. The ride to Baker's Point early in the morning had gone splendidly. The wind had been at our backs, and we were part of it, flying along the back roads toward the sea, driven by both the wind and our enthusiasm. At last, we'd clustered our bicycles together under a beach picnic shelter, secured them with chains, and sprawled gratefully out on the warm sand. A gentle offshore breeze kept us cool, although it laced our sandwiches with grit. But that's what a sandwich is, chuckled Jan, our leader, when someone complained, and we laughed uproariously. Later, we waded in the ocean, gathered shells, and threw a frisbee until he called us to order. I hope you haven't forgotten, he began, but we have a long way to go, so we'd better get started. Saddle up, and let's hit the road. Remember, stay together as much as possible, especially when it gets dark. Watch out for cars, and stay well over on the side of the road. Ready now? Let's go. I ached a little when I climbed back on my bicycle, but gradually the stiffness wore off and I enjoyed the ride. At first we sang, though at times it was doubtful we were singing the same song, but then we grew silent as the weariness of the journey settled in. Home was foremost in all our minds. Although we stopped occasionally for drinks of water, we didn't linger as the sun was dangerously close to the horizon. Are you all right? Jan once asked, slowing down to encourage the few stragglers at the end of the column. Keep those legs pumping, and you'll be home in no time. Then he pedaled off to the head of the procession. The breeze of early morning had changed to a chill wind that blew directly in our faces, and we bent our heads low over the handlebars. One, two, three, four, I counted mechanically as tired legs drove the pedals around. One, two, three, four. How much farther, my legs begged my brain. At the entrance to an abandoned farmhouse, we stopped and turned on our lights. Only ten more miles, Jan said with a grin, and then hot baths, a bite to eat, and soft beds. Ten miles, I groaned, getting back in the saddle, which by now felt like a pile of rocks. Only ten more miles. The evening was closing in, and to add to our discomfort, it began to drizzle. I kept my head down low, realizing to my dismay that I was falling behind. Already the leaders were out of sight, speeding toward home. Faster, I urged my aching legs. Keep up whatever you do. If you fall behind, no one will notice. Bang! My bicycle swerved a little, and then I recognized the bump, bump, bump of a flat tire. 
Oh, no, I groaned, slowing down and coming to a standstill. A flat is the last thing I need. I glanced up in time to see the taillights of the last stragglers disappearing into the grayness. Well, nothing to do, I reasoned, but to fix the tire. I fumbled for my tool kit, turned my bicycle upside down, and began to gently separate the tire from its rim. The drizzle continued, and soon I was soaking wet. I wondered what my companions would say when they stopped again and noticed I wasn't with them. Well, no point wondering. I was on my own, and the sooner I tackled the job, the better. When the tire refused to be coaxed from the rim, hot tears of frustration mingled with perspiration and raindrops. A car flashed by, spraying me with water. I felt very alone. Finally, I straightened up and stretched my aching shoulders. "'Dear Lord,' I whispered, "'I'm really in a jam.' Please help me. It was then that I noticed a bobbing pinprick of light coming toward me. It was just one light, so it must be. Yes, it was a bicycle. Someone was coming back to help me. Hi, called a cheerful voice. I missed you and figured you had trouble of some kind. Aha, a flat, and in this weather and miles from anywhere. How did you manage that? My new friend gave a giggle. First, though, you're soaked. Put this across your shoulders. It will help you a little. She draped a cape over my back. Now let me give you a hand. I can't think of how many of these I fixed in my time. My guardian angel in a yellow slicker? Working together, we pried the tire from its rim, patched it, and replaced it. I hope that holds until you get home, she said, poking damp hair under her hood. Let's put air in it, and then you'll be all set. Wow, thanks for coming back, I said gratefully. I couldn't have changed it alone. That's pretty obvious. But I don't remember seeing you before. Really? She said lightly. Well, I've seen you before. But come on now. This isn't the best place for a friendly tete We cycled on in silence, our tires swishing on the wet road, past the low salt marshes, Brinsom's woods, and onto the first row of houses on the edge of town. This is where I leave you, my companion said, pointing with a wet hand to a turn in the road. You have to continue straight until you come to Major's Corner, past the shell station, then make a left. Take care now. See you later. And she sped away into the darkness. But your cape, I called after her. The wind flung my words away, and she didn't look back. I looked for her everywhere for weeks. I asked my friends about her, but no one had any idea who she might be. Perhaps she was your guardian angel, Dad said, when I recalled the incident much later. Maybe she was, I thought in wonderment. But a guardian angel in a yellow slicker? The story you have heard today is from Guide's Greatest Stories, written by various authors and compiled by Randy Fischel, and used with permission from the Pacific Press Publishing Association. If you're interested in any other books published by the Seventh-day Adventist Church, please visit AdventistBookCenter.com or call 1-800-765-6955. This podcast is a production of the Carolina Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church.